You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 124. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one loud policeman minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and here with me is Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Don't you fucking move. <laughs> and with us, joining us this week uh, for his fourth day this week, we are honored to have amongst us the Commandant. How you doing, sir? Hey, guys. Only cops talk like that, though. Oh. <laughs> See, he's, he's, he's fitting right in. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Commandant, are you enjoying your week so far? So far, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little more to you. Uh, we'll talk more to you later on, so you don't go anywhere. Uh, all right. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. So this minute starts with Henry just trying to back out of the driveway, and mm. it ends with the beginning of the aftermath. Did you catch that, Connor? Mm-hmm. Henry's what? just just trying to back out of the driveway. He's just trying. <laughs> just, he's just trying to go get her hat, her goddamn hat. He's just driving a young girl home. After That's dinner. all it is. Yeah. Officers, yeah. I don't care what else you have on him. This is a hat run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the babysitter. That's all. We're just taking her home. So this turns out to be a terrible Sunday. Yeah, this is. We started out as a nice little Sunday. Just gonna go sell some guns to some guy who needs them, and now it's all gone wrong. Yep. All gone wrong. This is bad. This is the bad time. So the first note is that uh, the cop that shows up pointing at his gun at Henry's face with the with the classic line, "Don't you move, motherfucker," <laughs> is. Uh, Richard Bo Deedle. Fucking Bo Deedle. Who plays Arresting Narc. Doesn't even get a character name, even though there was an actual cop. They identified the cop who uh, yeah. arrested him. He was an actual NYPD. He was a member of the police department from 1970 to 1985, becoming a detective. He had two films made out of his exploits with the NYPD. Yep. One Tough Cop was based on him, and so was Bad Lieutenant. Yep. Although Bad Lieutenant was only in premise, the rest of it was not really based in reality. Harvey Keitel played Bad Lieutenant. Yes. Harvey Keitel, former spouse or life partner of Karen. Yep. Bo Deedle is a name and a face you might recognize. He has technically done two Law and Orders, but one <laughs> was trial by jury. And as we all know, I don't count that as a as a real Law and Order. So he's only really done the real, you know, the main Law and Order, playing a mobster. Shockingly. He is a prominent conservative commentator and Ugh. an actor. He Ugh. appears quite a bit on Fox News doing commentary, but he also acts in a lot of Scorsese properties. Goodfellas was his second role as an actor. He also does a lot of just regular mob films. He did Carlito's Way. He was also in Boardwalk Empire and Wolf of Wall Street. And currently you can see him on vinyl. Yeah, he was most recently in vinyl. So Bo Deedle. He played himself in Wolf of Wall Street, by the way. Yeah. The thing about Bo Deedle is that so he was this cop and he did all this sort of stuff and then he fell in with the Rayo's crowd. Yes. Yeah. The Rayo's restaurant. And that's kind of where the Scorsese connection kind of came from. And and this kind of plays into Scorsese's, you know, he's casting people who are are real like he was a cop. Authentic, like that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Authentic. Unfortunately, this all went to Bo Deedle's head. And in the 90s, not only was he a, a prominent, like you, like you mentioned, Connor, a conservative uh, commentator, he was a recurring guest on the I Miss in the Morning radio show, which I listened to for probably about 10 or 15 years a lot, and was like, Mr. Hey, I'm the mob. I know the mob. I know mobsters, and would, would talk about mobsters all the time. And it just got really tired and really annoying. And so now whenever I see him pop up on something, I go, oh, it's fucking Bo Deedle. It's like, oh. Uh, and, and like he also has a private security firm that yes. he runs. Yeah. Bo Deedle and Associates. You yeah. may be seeing more of Bo Deedle in the future, Ron. Why? 
he has threatened to... Is he coming over? Yes, he's coming over later. He's heard that what you said. <laughs> he is threatening to run for mayor of New York City in the, uh, the next election because he hates the current mayor so much. Oh, God. Well, who likes the Blasio? Let's be honest. He's not the show for this. He said... <laughs> he said, I'm, well coming, done, Connor. I'm coming for you. He's claimed he's running for mayor in 2017, but we'll see if that actually happens. Wow. He will I like that his name is also a sound effect. Bodiedle. I don't know. I feel like you could write that on a panel of a comic book somewhere. Okay. Bodiedle. Or, or a, a rare bird. Yeah. Well, that sounds more likely. The crested Bodiedle. Now we see what, ha- what the helicopter's been all about in that the Nassau County Narcotics Squad has been, has been on Henry. Yep. He's been arrested. So what happens is that Henry backs out. And this is what I always, I mean, it's funny because like what happens on the screen and what Henry's voiceover are, are almost two separate things. Because as he's slowly backing out, the drums are going, he's backing out of the car. And he, we see the camera from inside the car looking to Henry's left. And there's just like all these cop cars. Right. Right. And then you see the flashing lights and then you see the gun to the back of his head. And then Bo Deedle says the line. And Henry makes the distinction and says, I knew it was a cop because only cops talk like that. That's when I knew they were cops. Only cops talk that way. If it had been wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a thing. I would have been dead. Right, exactly. But he also wouldn't have seen the flashing lights. That always just bugged me for some reason. That's the line from the book, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's because mob cars don't I always sort of wondered how he doesn't see them when he pulls back. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, they're everywhere on that street with lights blazing. Yeah. Yeah, how, how he doesn't notice them, I don't know. He's so, in such a hurry. I think, well, first of all, I think they're sitting there without the lights on. That's, he's been up for two days. That'd be the standard yeah. tactic. He's he's coked to the gills. He's been up for two days. He's annoyed. That's true. And yep. uh, he's just trying to get to Rockaway as fast as possible. And yep, they, to get they, they, they hit the lights and the yeah. sirens. And yep. uh, cops love their theatrical arrests. They do. They really yeah. do. So the cop who who didn't that, that actually did this in real life was Nassau County Narcotics Detective Daniel Mann. Literally the man. Yeah, M A N N. So not the commandant. <laughs> yeah, and so and so what had happened was is that they had gotten an informant. They found a 19-year-old kid from Comac who was arrested for selling $1,200 of quaaludes to Nassau County undercover cops, and uh, got caught. And then said, "Yeah, well, I work for this big mobster guy," and that opened the door. It's the classic small fish to get to the big fish. Yeah, and what I thought was really interesting, if you go back, if you read in Wise Guy, where they talk a lot about it. When this informant told them about Henry Hill, in the book it says specifically, he said, you know, somehow Henry was able to move effortlessly through all levels of the mob's hierarchy. At first it baffled man in his squad. Henry was not listed on any organized crime member or associate or any of the department's intelligence books, nor did his name pop up on any wiretap indexes maintained by the department. Like, so, like, hen- like this, this kind of gives me a little more respect for how Henry Hill was operating. He was completely moving in the shadows. He was completely under the radar. They didn't even he was know he was part of, part of it. Yeah. Exactly, which is a, like they, they had no idea because he wasn't Paul Vario. He wasn't one of those guys standing outside the social club. He was just earning. He was just earning a living. He was just doing business. They, so a blue-collar guy eking out a living in a hard Yeah, world. exactly. exactly. They also suggested that from early on they were having police visit the house. And they, True. They knew yeah. who he was then. A lot of things in the book are contradictory, yeah. Josh. We've discussed yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. There are also different departments. Yeah, true. You know, they don't necessarily share intelligence. Yeah. So when he sees what's going on, Leota gets this like look of resignation on his face. It's great. Yep. It's really wonderful. He just sort of goes, you know. Mm. Well, it's it's a different. Remember the last time he got arrested? Mm-hmm. He's been. We've so we've seen him get arrested three times in this film. Yes. First time he's popping his cherry, no big deal. He just keeps his mouth. He's, confused. he's Wait, confused. What's happening? Second time, whatever. I'm gonna have a party. I'm gonna have a couple of sh- quaaludes. I'm gonna go hang out with Polly. 
it'll be no big deal. Third time, you can see it in his eyes, this is a big deal, and he's actually seriously fucked. Mm-hmm. So that's I like the progression of that throughout his throughout his life in this film. That's nice. That's that's a good pickup there. He also says the line, uh, "If they'd been wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a thing," which made me think. I'm going to put this delicately. Aren't most of the wise guys big old fat men? Well, you mean they're a lot of wheezing on the way up to the shooting? They don't seem like quiet folk. <laughs> a lot of, like, and also just the the polyester fabric rubbing against itself. Like it's not a quiet. They're not ninjas. Well. <laughs> Large hairy men. <laughs> they have. There's, everyone has their skill sets, and one of the mafia skill set is quiet killing. It is a thing yeah. that I have wondered about for for years. That like these are supposed to be the tough guys, and I was like, they always look really out of shape. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of confidence. Yeah, <laughs> lets them get away with it. Confidence takes you far. And then, and then that's just like the movie version. Like if you see like the real life version of any of these people, him really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why the best friend's able to kill you. Yeah, no, I, I, I get because you don't think you can move that quickly. Right. Speaking of which, Josh, I need you to help me in my garage this weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. 20 years. Oof. So we get the resigned look of, of arresting from Henry, and then I really like the juxtaposition between the silence of Henry in the car just blinking and then cutting the smash cut to the chaos in the house. And the sound in that, the screaming, yes, exactly. slamming that the, all the, sort of happened. Banging on the door, you know, Huge and chaos. then, and then, uh, you know, I will say this week I've been pretty harsh on Karen for she's been in a, a a wine glass stupor, but she jumps right into action. Right, she knows this yeah. is her greatest fear. Yeah, she had a lot of coke right with her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, she could have gotten there pretty quick. Yeah. So Karen grabs the drugs out of the aforementioned cabinet. Yep, and starts immediately cutting the packets, dumping them in the toilet. A very panicked scissoring. There's still going to be coke residue <laughs> all over that bathroom. Yeah, I know. You see it all over the yeah, toilet and those bags. Right, <laughs> and then she grabs the little pistol. <laughs> that's, that's true. The little pistol in the um, cabinet, stuffs it in her underwear. Now, one, this is confirmation that her dinner outfit very inappropriate. Yeah. Number two, yep. how does that gun not fall out immediately? I, my <laughs> note. My note. Is this a good place for a gun? Well, yes. It's, they talk about in the book that it's one place the cops aren't going to search her. Well, yeah. So, so this actually this that this gun in the panties routine did not actually happen during the arresting. Um, what had happened was is that before Henry got arrested, at some point, you know, we mentioned how the cops were always coming to the house. He said um, at one point, very close to the arresting, the FBI came to the house looking, as Henry says in the book, looking quote unquote for some guns. And he said they had a warrant, but they were gentlemen. They waited until the kids went to school. And he says they went through everything, but Karen knew enough to ask if she can go get dressed. And she went upstairs and put the gun in her panties because they knew they wouldn't search her. And then later she complained because the gun was so goddamn cold. <laughs> from this particular manic shot, from the size of the gun versus the size of the underwear, yeah, it looks like it's about to fall out anyway. These are a very high cut silk kind of you know, like that. There's not a lot of tension going on in the right. waist. What I'm saying yeah. is yeah. she's gonna yeah. she's gonna walk back up to the cops very yeah. gingerly. Yeah. And looking very suspicious, I think. If she's jostled at all, that thing's going to hit the ground, and right. I hope the safety's on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think the gun in pants physics in this whole movie are little suspect. Like yes, earlier I, when Henry puts the gun in his pants, also, right? It's just it, sort of. Yep. It's a Hill family thing. I, I don't think. We're yeah, they just—it's a magic 
touch they have with the gun in the pants, I guess. We're not giving her enough credit in because not only does she put the gun in the underwear, but then she tightly wraps the robe around her waist. Which means it's going to be seen anyway. Yeah. The silk robe. <laughs> They're going to be like the gun. Excuse me, ma'am. It looks like the, you have a pistol. I can see the gun, ma'am. I can it's, see it. I can read the serial number, in fact. There's, there's two layers of very thin fabric, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> two layers she of silk. Yeah. She takes a, it's just a step, click. Click, click, click. <laughs> clink, clink. It's uh, not a good plan. She's got all the bullets uh, stuck between her toes. Also, you didn't see that part, so it's not yeah, and in this, her mouth. <laughs> yeah, this her is Karen demonstrating that she is not a babe in the woods, though. Oh, oh, that routine is over. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough night. Yep. Now, where are the kids at this point? Well, they they got school tomorrow. They're in bed. They're working on the table. Still, <laughs> like they literally just kept cleaning up. Yeah, there, there is no mention of the kid's reaction to all this uh, in the, the brother. book at all. Yeah, or the brother. Yeah, the poor brother. Jeez. I guarantee you, somebody <laughs> knocked him out of that chair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's just there laughing. Do you think they arrested like, the brother too? <laughs> no. Uh, who knows? They they didn't arrest Karen. Okay. Right. I had a random thought from this is actually pertains to a few minutes ago, but whatever. <laughs> you think he has like super strong arms from spending just hours stirring sauce? <laughs> well, no, I, you're, you're assuming he does it a lot. I don't I mean, how I mean, often? <laughs> he's got a his wheelchair around. around. And, well, there's that, too. There's the wheelchair. But also, he's just every time we checked in on him, he was stirring the sauce or being told to stir the sauce. Yeah. And looking at Lois's butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of fun facts for this particular minute. Not a lot of things going on. So I just pulled a random crime statistic from 1980. Uh, in 1980, New York State was number one in the country in robbery. Interesting. We're number one. All right. Yeah, that's sort of famously the time that... Yeah, not a good time. Crack hadn't even started yet. They didn't know. <laughs> There's some other kind of crime. There. <laughs> some other kind of crime I didn't even know about. So, do you want the fuck out or do you want to move on? I do. I do want the fuck out. We talked earlier about being worried about the fuck out because Tommy's now gone. We haven't seen Sunny Buns in a while. Yep. We didn't take into account Bo Deedle. Oh, here we go. So, the fuck count today was six. Okay. And it's all from Bo Deedle, and there's going to be even more tomorrow. And he's going to get he's going to get a little yeah. He's salty. He enjoys the colorful language. Yeah, he's a salty yeah. salty character. All right. Well, does anybody have any other notes in this minute, Commandant? Do you have any other notes? I am a little curious about what took them so long to get into the house. I mean, they're well, the, banging on that door. Open, open, open. I mean, at this point, aren't you breaking that door down? Do you think Mikey, the brother, is like, why aren't we letting him in? What's going on? Like, does he have no idea what, you know? Like, like, He's trying to wheel up to the door to open it. Yeah. I think they'd prefer to open it because I think they have to pay for it if they break it down. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Interesting. But, I mean, that's several thousand write that dollars check. worth of cocaine they didn't get to seize. That's true. Yeah. You poked a hole in their tactics. Did they have a their warrant? Their police tactics. <laughs> well, yeah, they must have had a warrant, Josh. Not if she lets him well, in. Maybe just an arrest warrant for him. Yeah, you know, they don't necessarily have one for the house. We don't know how narrowly the scope of the warrant was written. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. So that said, let's let, let's spend a little time getting to know the commandant here. So, uh, commandant, tell us about your affection for this movie. When was the first time you saw Goodfellas? Do you remember? Well, actually, the the first time that I remember seeing it, I was actually living in Italy at the time. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Who brought Michelangelo? Hey! <laughs> was it dubbed in Italian? Yes. Oh, that must have been hysterical. Yeah. Well, it was a little scarring because I was quite young. Oh. <laughs> I was about six or seven. Oh, wow. Jeez. And I saw Jaws, and then two days later, I saw Goodfellas. Wow. 
Wow. Much preferred Goodfellas because it didn't give me as many nightmares as Jaws. But I do remember seeing it. And then I want to say it was that seven, the second time I saw it, was in what I still swear to this day, and this was also in Italy, was a super cut of this and Casino. Hmm. Because I remember distinctly the title card saying Goodfellas Casino. Hmm. Really? As if the good fellows owned the casino. And it was an Italian, the entire movie. I'm not sure if it was just back to back. Again, it, you know, 15 years ago now. But it was an eerie thing where seeing it later, I would get them confused until, I mean, recently. But Well, I mean, that's not that difficult. Yeah. There's a lot of ground retreading in the casino. Yes, and a lot of Joe Pesci fucks. Right. There's a lot of Frank but, Vincent. And there's not a lot you can say that about. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, early age, this left an impression on me because it was a part of Italy that I wasn't familiar with. We lived in northern Italy, and this is very much more Sicilian. It's actually so in New I York. was always. Well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin um, that for you. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, I was just saying the Italians I knew looked a lot more like Henry than they did like Polly, for instance. Interesting. Right. Yeah, I was always fascinated by sort of the the differences in the mannerisms and the culture. Right. So, do you can you speak Italian? Not very well at all. No, okay. it's been it's several wonder, years. I was curious yeah. if you understood anything Joey Carbone said. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you did no, better I, than we did. He said Boulevard. 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 <laughs> so now what led you to this podcast how did you how did you start listening to this one through iFanboy okay so you listen to our sister show iFanboy yes so you're familiar with our shenanigans so so then that leads to the question how does it feel to be the commandant it feels pretty good <laughs> I mean, I mean it's first midnight of all, you're the it's day I'm the man <laughs> <laughs> I think we should explain to people who haven't gone one of the levels of our Patreon was the commandant level Yep. Which you gave at that level, you got to be on the show, and only one commandant was allowed. Kind of mostly put up as a joke. Uh, oh, kind of? <laughs> I mean, like, like very much so, I believe. <laughs> Not thinking anyone would ever pick us up on the commandant level. And I think that the text conversation that went around commandant when you donated was one of alarm and shock. <laughs> well, to be honest, I kind of got that vibe from the Patreon <laughs> which kind of was part of the reason. You wanted to call us on our shit, huh? Well, it seems like this is kind of a joke. The next level of the joke is to actually do it. <laughs> wow. Well done. <laughs> I mean, Good yeah, job. We, exactly. we applaud commitment every time <laughs> <laughs> to, to a comic premise. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's called commitment. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at him. <laughs> You're never going to be able to watch this movie in the same way again. I mean, like, from hearing us yammer about it for so long in one way, but then just you're going to get to that scene and you're like, oh, sure, you're the commandant, but you're not the only one, That's buddy. That's true. I am, I'm going to have to stop the movie and be like, you're also looking at it right here. <laughs> you're also, you're going to want to stay away from garbage trucks. Yeah. Uh, so, just so you tip. don't have any triggers. Yeah, that's, I think that's more of a lifestyle. Just a tip there. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, gentlemen, any other questions for the commandant or... Do you have a favorite character? Ah, that's a good question. We meet Connor Men on the podcast, not on this movie. Yeah, yeah. Which one of us is your favorite? Oh. Which, yeah, which one of us is your favorite? <laughs> it's okay. You can say it. 
Uh, <laughs> move along. Move along. No. Uh, <laughs> is this your favorite gangster movie? Are you a Goodfellas guy? Or are you a Are you a Godfather guy? No, definitely a Goodfellas guy. I prefer the sort of grounded. It's kind of a weird way to say it with this movie, but it feels much more like these are guys doing stuff in the world. They're just making a living. Exactly, just blue collar. But you right. can see how this sort of stuff would come together and, and sort of how it would work. Where The Godfather is great, but it's much more, seems like th- that's a world that doesn't really exist so much. Doesn't feel as tactile, maybe. Right. Hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a, I feel like, the, I mean, The Godfather is way more dramatic where this is more realistic. You know? Yeah. I feel yeah, like, like I, I, know, I know these Godfather's guys. Godfather's more like watching a, a play. Yeah, it's sort of got that extra level of bravado and stuff that you like. You'd see those people if someone did that kind of stuff in real life, you'd kind of be like, "You're ridiculous." Whereas these guys seem much more terrifying for being so sort of like that guy down the street. You know, you don't know. It's just a nice little old man, but he's also you know head of the Lucchese's. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What is your preferred freeway in the Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens area? Well, before you answer that question. <laughs> Josh Flanagan, come on. <laughs> Do you want to amend that question and ask it again? Did I say freeway? Yes. You said freeway, you son of a bitch. <laughs> parkway. What, what is your preferred parkway? Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've well, lived in both places. <laughs> I believe it's the Van Wick. Oh, well, well, there's <laughs> a reason for that. <laughs> Do you guys recall the commandant, whose, of course, real name is Jordan Smith? He was a, an original patron at a more sane level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he got his own mob nickname. Yep. Do you guys remember what it was? Is he Limey Van Wick? He's Limey Van Wick. No way! <laughs> right up there with Tony Three Toes. <laughs> Which <laughs> also, I, w- I, I was actually going to bring it up tomorrow, but I guess I could do it now. I was given a mob name before you guys used the name generator. Right. So we ha- we'll, we'll give you one tomorrow. We'll, give, we'll do it tomorrow. I was going to say, yeah. I found it and it's good. Okay, yeah, save it, save it, save so, it, and that'll be it. <laughs> let's ask you, since we have you here, were you mortified when we gave you a mob nickname? Oh, no. No, no? it was hilarious. I love okay, it. Okay, good, good. That was great. Yeah, that was exactly what I was hoping for at that level. <laughs> Excellent. Well, now you're the commandant, so forget Lyman Van Wick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's before. <laughs> yeah, that was guys knew me, those were the guys who knew me from the neighborhood. As he rose through the ranks. <laughs> Ooh, do not call him Limey. He does not like. Don't let him hear you call him. Oh, he's the commandant from now on out. He's the midnight day man. Oh. God. Well, commandant, we salute you. Thank you very much for your support of the show. We we no, you, you, and and for and for calling us on our on our on our joke. <laughs> wow, you're crazy. Commandant. I found the text messages while we were talking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was like a Friday night. Yeah. Or it was a weekend, because I remember being a little drunk. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I guess I was a little too. I sent a screenshot of the notice from Patreon, and I wrote, um, what? And Ron said, no way, holy shit. And then it went from there. Uh, I guess we should confirm this wasn't a mistake, because <laughs> it was, you know, it was a weekend, I think. You know, you could have been a, a drunken error. Yeah. But there was a lot of, this is crazy. <laughs> I guess we have to find out if he wants to be on the show. <laughs> I like I like the the, the 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 reluctance. I guess I guess we got to see if he wants to come on the show now. I think it shows that we're we're like honest to a fault. Yeah. Oh my god! Actually, this was this was this was on Valentine's Day. Oh, was it? <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. 
Thank you. You are a Valentine uh, commandant. Yeah. <laughs> well done. I definitely was a little drunk then as Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us in the beginning. So thank you for doing the crazy thing of becoming the commandant. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. You've been excellent so far. Don't blow yeah. it tomorrow. Okay, nope. I'll try not to. No pressure. No pressure, commandant. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for minute 124. Uh, we want to thank the commandant for joining us again. Can you join us tomorrow? Can you finish out the week? Will you still be here? Yeah. All right, yeah I think I'm make it one more time. All right, so minute 125 is coming tomorrow, the last day of the Commandant, so tune in. And that's also going to be the day where we're going to bestow uh, a mob nickname on uh, another set of lucky patrons, as well as the Mafia name generator for the Commandant over there. So definitely tune in tomorrow. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And go to GoodfellasMinute.com for links to, to the Patreon, where you can become a supporter of the show, or links to shop on Amazon. And if you got any questions, or if you are a police officer and know how raids on how work and want to correct us, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com and once again, Commandant, we salute you. Or will I go from a rags to return My fate is up